Hello and welcome to Voices in Innovation. I'm your host, Johnny Baltusberger. With me today, I have analyst Enrico Signoretti and Colin from Hitachi Ventara. Hi guys, how are you today? Doing well, Johnny. Hi, Johnny. Thank you for having me today and thank you uh, to our uh, listeners and viewers to, for uh, joining us. Before I really dig into the questions I have, Enrico, you are our analyst at GigaOM for uh, data storage and a few other uh, subjects. Colin, could you introduce yourself just very briefly? Sure. I lead product marketing for digital infrastructure at Hitachi Vendara. I'm a 15-plus year storage industry veteran um, working in product management and product marketing over the years at a couple of major companies um, and really excited to be here. Fantastic. So we're here to discuss the latest news from Hitachi Ventara, uh, the new VSP E990. And we're going to have a broader discussion around modern data storage and industry trends. So, But let's start with the news. Colin, why don't we begin by talking a little bit about Hitachi Ventara. The company went through a major transformation in the last few years. What What is the role of data storage in your vision I mean, a lot of effort has been put into big data, IoT, AI, data management, all that. Uh, last year, we saw a consolidation of the service arm in Hitachi Ventara. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, there has been a lot of focus on IoT and other areas. Uh, we did bring the services arm in. Uh, what we have right now is we have two business units within Hitachi Ventara, one focus on digital infrastructure and one focus on digital solutions and IoT and things like that. Um, this has really allowed us to re-energize and refocus on digital infrastructure. And you saw some of our announcements last year at Next, sort of you know getting our mojo back in storage and other infrastructure products. And what we've announced this week with the E990 and other products is sort of the rolling thunder on that. Thank you, Enrico. What are your thoughts on this? Well, I, I followed uh, Itachi Itachi Data System first and. Uh, uh, Itachi Vantara later. And yes, I had this impression that the company was really changing the, you know, the, the center of uh, gravity. I mean, everything was data, IoT, analytics, a lot of acquisition in this area and was really cool. I mean, uh, was something also very, very advanced considered the, 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 the entire industry, especially traditional storage vendors. Okay. But I saw uh, that uh, you know they they were late with uh, with the data storage. Okay, the VSP five thousand was refreshing for me. I mean, uh, it was uh, a quantum leap. Uh, I mean, a huge uh, advancement in IOPS, a, a, a lot of new feature, a new interface, a management tool that was really cool. Well, it actually, is really cool. I mean, it's still here and. Uh, I mean, from the point of view of the data storage guy, the the guy that thinks uh, uh, about, you know, infrastructure, storage infrastructure, uh, last year I had this impression, oh, it touches back. I mean, uh, it was good. I think also the end user, the customers appreciated the new new hardware and uh, it was really, really welcome from everybody, at least at the show. I, I, I talked with... Uh, a couple of customers, and they really are in love with the with the new uh, VSP five thousand. That's great, and you know, I just want to say, you know, we probably did take our eye off storage for a little bit, but as Enrico says, sort of, we've got our mojo back on it. 
Um, and, you know, you've seen one announcement from us last year. You see the announcement from us, you know, this week. I think, you know, there's been rumors that Hitachi Ventara was deinvesting from storage and getting out of the business, but those rumors, you know, are completely unfounded. Um, and, you know, sort of what we're showing with this cadence of innovation that we're delivering, and to be honest, with hiring of, you know, a wide variety of storage industry leaders is showing that we're really committed to this space. So the VSP 5000 was fairly high end. It was a, a big product. Do you feel that the E990 is going to fill that gap and allow for uh, for a wider base of customers? Yeah, what we really what we did with the E990 is we took some of the best innovation that we developed for the VSP 5000 and brought that down into a smaller, more compact, more accessible and approachable platform. Right. Um, the, the things like our adaptive data reduction, our NVMe optimizations all those great capabilities that we developed for the VSP 5000, um, because we share a common operating system across our portfolio, we're able to, in relatively short order, port those down to a dual controller mid-range platform to deliver the E990. Fantastic. Enrico, what is your take on the VSP E990? Well, I think that, uh, you know, uh, as I said, uh, the VSP 5000 was a great product. When it was... Uh, launched, I thought, wow, this is huge, this is great. But actually, it was huge. I mean, uh, a big product that is uh, really targeted for very large enterprise. Okay, it's not for everybody. The E990 actually is the, the right uh, product between uh, the, this uh, B-Mode and, uh, and uh, the smaller system that Itachi has. So it, uh, it's still high-end. I mean, you can call it entry level, okay? But uh, as Colin said, it's approachable. I mean, there is a, a large audience. It could be uh, for, a, for a secondary side of a large organization, but actually it could be also the primary storage for a medium-sized organization. So it, it has a lot of uh, potential use cases and uh, it can fit in a lot of uh, data storage infrastructure strategies from my point of view. All right, Colin, uh, unlike Enrico, I am not uh, the world's most handsome data storage analyst. If you could describe the VSP E990 in three adjectives, just give me three most important characteristics of the product, what would those be? Proven, powerful, and predictable. Um, those describe the E990, but they also describe the entire VSP portfolio, but let's use them for, for the E990 today. And Enrico, you've been briefed on this product already. Uh, what are the characteristics that you like the most? Well, you know, uh, we we are writing right now the uh, update to our key criteria for block storage. And actually, uh, the E990 checks almost all the boxes. Okay. So uh, from this point of view, um, I love it. I mean, and uh, the, the idea is also that uh, uh, there are a couple of things that for me are important now and for most of enterprises, like the NVMe backend. I mean, if you're buying something today and you want it to last a few years, you want the latest technology in, uh, in the market. And NVMe is, uh, you know, it's the latest flash memory uh, protocol. So you want the, the best performance today. You want it to last for uh, for years. So 
from my point of view, the, the backend is really important. From the outside, I mean, the ports are the same. It's not that from the outside you can see anything, but the backend is it's really uh, derived from the VSP 5000. So similar characteristics, similar uh, backend, just a little bit uh, smaller. A, so from this point of view, it's uh, probably performance, dollar per IOPS more than performance per se. Uh, it's something that I really like. Now, one thing that you are always harping on in your reports, something that's very important to you, is ease of use. How does uh, this product stack up with ease of use? I think if I compare Itachi Vantara today what, uh, with uh, Itachi Data System, I don't know, 10 years ago, Wow, this is a totally different uh, approach that they have today. I mean, uh, um, there are a couple of things that, uh, that I think is, uh, is important to note. One is the EV adoption of uh, uh, artificial intelligence to help uh, uh, the operators to you know, work better. Okay, so the, the system can suggest uh, uh, improvements on the infrastructure. And there are a lot of other things. I mean, uh, all, all of this is, of course, a management platform that uh, uh, that Itachi developed. Okay, but there are a few things that are really nice that uh, I really enjoyed when I saw that uh, the monitoring of the external uh, switching gear is integrated. I mean, it's useful. I mean, you you have a complete view of your infrastructure end to end without needing multiple tools to work. So they, they are getting it finally, I have to say, because you know uh, I remember the, the old interfaces, I remember the, the old command lines, and really it was designed by engineers for engineers. And uh, now it's, yes, it's still designed by engineers, but actually it's for not the general practitioner, but actually for a, an average system engineer that you can find in the data center, which is fundamental for, uh, for the modern data center with a more general practitioner in the data center than in the past. So Colin, from what Enrico is talking about, the Hitachi Ops Center is, it's more than just a management interface. What additional value does it bring to your solution? Yeah, so Ops Center is actually a suite of four different capabilities. Um, Operator Administrator, which provides the common table stakes of, you know, element management for our VSP family. Um, we also have new in this version of, of Ops Center, we have Ops Center Protector, which is our management for our data protection capabilities for local and, local and remote replication, copy data management, etc. And again, those are sort of bare bones capabilities that you can find, I think, with any vendor on the market. But how we really differentiate ourselves is we provide two other additional capabilities in the suite. First, we provide Itachi Ops Center Analyzer, which to Enrico's point allows you to analyze and monitor not just your storage array, but the entire data path. Um, and Ops Center Automator, which provides automation, again, across the entire data path. Because when we talk to customers and they say, you know, I am managing with one person a petabyte of storage or more, and I can't do it all manual anymore and managing the storage and managing how it's connected to the host and actually managing you know, parts of the host connectivity become really complex. 
And when, when a problem occurs, I don't know how to find it in this all this complex morass in the data center, or I don't know how to streamline it. So in, And so rather than focus on just optimizing one portion of the problem, we've looked across the data path and said, how do we allow, you know, to Enrico's point, an average person to be able to administer and automate and monitor everything at once, as opposed to sub-optimizing just on the storage component. So to clarify, I can use a single ops center to, uh, to manage all of my Hitachi storage then. Yes. Fantastic. And not just, and not just monitor, right? Again, you can use it to automate that storage and the rest of the data path as well. And for example, you know, to provision a, a DSX data store, right? Can take 54 different manual steps with Hitachi ops center automator and, and it's built in templates. You can do that with one step. Now, let me ask you both one question. Enrico, we'll start with you. Most of the storage industry tries to mimic cloud in terms of consumption models. How do you feel about that? What's your opinion, Enrico? So I'm not, I, I'm not the, of the same opinion of the rest of the industry. I mean, uh, the on-premises data center can't be the cloud. I mean, you uh, go to the cloud because of the flexibility and you are uh, okay with uh, paying more for this flexibility. What I'm seeing in the field is that most of the enterprises are uh, looking at uh, uh, on-premises deployment for the you know the stability, the security, uh, even if it's more rigid than the cloud. Okay, they 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 are looking for different characteristics, and one of these is also also the uh, the fact that you want to pay less than what you pay to the cloud. So you are able to move data or application across the two environment and select flexibility at a price or um, you know, stability at uh, uh, a better cost. And uh, what is happening industry-wide is that we have a lot of new financial or purchasing models where you can buy uh your, your uh infrastructure or you can have a cloud-like model where you you just pay per use okay well there is limitation i mean you can uh you pay per use on the cloud but actually you are charged by the minute and this is not possible on the cloud so there is a, there is an initial commitment there is um you know it's complicated anyway, okay? So uh, from one, one point of view, I understand the industry is, uh, the storage industry is trying to give options to the, to the customers. Uh, from, the, from the other end, uh, on the other end, sorry, on the other end, I think that, uh, uh, you know, the majority will stay with uh, purchased hardware and uh, only for, some project we will have this cloud-like model where you actually rent your your hardware, including everything. I mean, it's a subscription. It's no longer uh, a leasing or a rental. It's a, a subscription uh, in uh, all its aspects. But it's not the same thing at the end from me. And Colin, how how do you feel about this? 
I differ a little bit with Enrico here. Um, you know, I think, you know, I do agree, I agree and disagree. <laughs> so let me, let me split the difference. Um, first, I do believe cloud is about flexibility uh, and people are looking for that level of flexibility on-premise, be it in provisioning, be it in financing, be it in a couple different options. Um, but specific to financing, you know, the customers I talk to, they roughly fall into three different buckets and roughly a third, a third, a third. Um, which is nice. <laughs> From a marketing point of view, it makes the numbers really easy and nice, but it is true. A third of our customers, to Enrico's point, um, don't want to or can't change how they buy equipment. It's too complex. They're used to they're used to this model. Their entire you know financial rhythm is set up around four or five year capex purchases, and they don't want to change. Um, a third are, and particularly newer emerging companies, companies who may have started in the cloud or pioneered in the cloud and moved on-prem, they are, on, on the other hand, addicted to that you know, monthly pay-as-you-go approach. And then the other third, in the middle, are looking at some combination of, 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 the, of the two. They probably started out you know, with fixed CapEx purchases and have moved to a subscription model for parts of their business, but not entirely. And so, you know, what we're announcing today as well is Everflex from Hitachi Fantara, which is a flexible consumption program that covers all of those options, purchase, lease, um, as a service, and, you know, and pay as you go on a monthly basis as well. Fantastic. So that leads to me wondering about the hybrid cloud. Uh, is that a good compromise? What's the role of a storage like E990 in a hybrid cloud scenario? Enrico? Well, I, I mean, back to my report about uh, block storage, okay? So the, the integration between the, the cloud and on-premises, it becomes more and more relevant to everybody, okay? Sometimes we talk about offloading some of, uh, of the data to the cloud. Sometimes we are talking about replicating data to the cloud. You know, th there are several ways to integrate on-premises storage, both block storage, file, and even object storage can be integrated to the cloud, okay? So it's, uh, uh, all this scenario is becoming more complex, but actually the idea is that uh, you have data that can go back and forth between the two environments, depending uh, needs that can be business needs, or sometimes it's just uh, technical needs, okay? So, uh, I, I mean, Every, every vendor is, uh, um, is trying to simplify this kind of approach for their customers. And, uh, and you know, the uh, VSP 5000 last year uh, showed a lot of features that were going in this direction. And I think the E990 is uh, uh, somehow following the, the same path now. So uh, integration between the two environments is important for me. Uh, and again, I think that we uh, we somehow uh, have uh, also with Itachi this uh, this approach. Fantastic. And Colin, what is your opinion on the compromise of hybrid cloud and where E nine ninety fits into that story? I think the E nine ninety could be a great part of any hybrid cloud. You know, it obviously can provide best in class infrastructure for the the on prem portion of, of hybrid cloud. Um, and again, we offer a variety of integrations into the cloud as well, um, be it for, as Enrico said, you know, backup to the cloud, which I think is a pretty common use case, um, as well as sort of data mobility between the cloud, which we see, you know, as a, as a sort of a secondary use case right now, though it will probably grow as the technology enables that to happen better. 
Um, but yeah, no, we we fully participate in the cloud ecosystem. And, you know, again, you know, I always like to say, you know, I go in and talk to CIOs a lot. And oftentimes they say, we have a cloud first strategy. And my next question is, what does that actually mean? And, really, <laughs> and, 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 and they give me one of five different answers that categorize them. Um, you know, one is, you know, oh, we want, you know, we want to back up to the cloud. And so we, we took that box. Two, um, to the topic we discussed earlier, they want, you know, cloud-like um, consumption. We've ticked that box with Everflex as well. Um, then they talk about data mobility between the cloud, and we offer that with our Hitachi content platform that you can add to an E990. So we ticked that box as well. Um, and then they get into, you know, sort of more DevOps approaches. I want to develop like the cloud, um, and I want to flex workloads into the cloud and back and forth. Um, and those are obviously areas that we continue to improve on. We have some capabilities today, but we'll deliver more on those later two fronts in the future. Fantastic. Uh, we're kind of coming to the end here. Uh, we've we've discussed uh, Hitachi Ventara. We've discussed the new E990 product, and it's all pretty exciting in my opinion. Colin, where can people kind of continue learning about you and uh, Hitachi, and uh, where can they continue this conversation? Um, first place is on Twitter. I am at WorldC3 on Twitter, WorldC for Colin and the number three. Um, it's a mix of interesting tech talk um, and some storage talk and a bit of Lego. If you can see in the background, I'm a bit of a Lego geek and technology <laughs> geek as well. Um, so, you know, you can follow me there. I'm happy to continue this conversation there. Obviously, folks can also go to HitachiVentara.com. Um, and in the show notes, we'll put, I have a blog that I just published about the technical details of the E990. And some, some members of my team also have some video uh, blogs as well that will go into different components. So those will all be available in the show notes. Uh, Enrico, where can people follow uh, you and continue conversations with you? Right, the easiest way is to check my page on uh, geekam.com. So where you can find my latest work for Gigam, my blogs and, uh, and podcasts, of course. But uh, if you want to continue the conversation on Twitter is uh, eSignoretti or eSignoretti, depending on the accent you want to use. And, uh, and that's it. Unfortunately, Enrico stole my plug. If you would like to find more about technology, where it's going, what's happening now, go to gigaohm.com for future forward advice on the entire IT world. Thank you both for joining me today and thank you all for tuning in. For GigaOM Research, I'm Johnny Baltusberger and this has been Voices in Innovation. Just listen.